This short is brought to you by Lens Protocol. I think, Brett, like if we look at how platforms today work for creators like TikTok, like liking something on TikTok and that going to your liked folder, right, is very analogous to collecting something and that hitting your wallet. But the thing, the beauty behind that is like, it's not, it's not gated. So if a creator continues to build beyond TikTok across Instagram or Substack, Medium, whatever it may be, right? Like you can see that entire activity and who your community is across all these platforms, right? And yeah, I think a lot point. of, yeah, I think a lot of creators have yet to have sort of like that aha moment and realizing that, but you want to say something to that? Yeah, it brings up a big point too. It's like, and, and this is definitely worth mentioning. It's like, this also fundamentally changed the concept of exclusive content, right? Like a lot of the reason why exclusive content has been created is because creators aren't monetizing like how they want to. So they have to put up gated walls and charge people and get them to see certain things. I don't think creators really want to do exclusive content. Like it's like extra work, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's like, Oh, like a lot of people are already, if you're already posting on Instagram or something and like, they're like, all right, how do I make money? It's like, okay, you got to like come up with some behind the scenes content. It's like, you know, you gotta, you gotta add another layer. You gotta work from right. that angle in order right. to have this. Other, and it's like, it's like a lot of work and it's like, you're already doing things that are attracting a bunch of eyes and people love what you're doing. Now you have to do another level of things just yeah. to get people to pay. Yeah. And in reality, like that content that you're putting behind the paywall could be amazing content to put out that would make you even more popular than more people appreciate you grow your audience. Right. So it's like this whole thing of exclusive content is kind of like, it's a solution, but it like almost works against the creator right. in a lot of ways. hundred percent. And like, and like in this world where like you have a, the settlement layer, this value capture, like at the content, it, the distribution becomes more free. It becomes more open. Like how we were saying, right. And like, so now in this world, it's like, what's the point of exclusive content? Like, why do we even need exclusive yeah. content anymore? Like now it's like, Right. I mean, I think it's, it could be preferences of the artist, preference of the creator, preference of the audience. Maybe they're like, they just love the idea of there being something special and, and, and like that's only certain people can get to. And like, you know, maybe there's, it's tiered or something. And like, maybe there's, there's something that's like, a, that's part of the relationship, the connection there. And if you want that, great. But you don't, you shouldn't be forced into that. Right. And like, you should be able to do your thing how you want to do it. And like, people come down your funnel and value your work and, and you get what you deserve for that directly with no cap on yeah. your own terms. Right. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so I think a lot of, a lot of the stuff around like what we look at exclusive content today. And like, if you're like, Oh, does it make sense? Even in a lot of examples that we see today in the NFT space where it's like, Oh, like I'm going to add value by, by adding some, some gated content or like, you know, you have to buy the NFT in order to see it, right. Things like that. Um, or almost counterintuitive to like the business model of like, what we're doing here and, and the NFTs. And I think over time, things are just going to move towards like caring much less about distribution rights and copyrights and caring much less about, um, you know, like added little layers of, of utility to like to, to gate things and things like that. It's just going to be like, just do your best work, put it out there and, and get what you deserve, you know, and get, and grow your community and, and, and do your thing. And like, and it's a beautiful thing, right? Because when you think about it a lot, like, what this can eat like the type of content we haven't even talked about right is like some of the most popular type of content is like lifestyle content right you're on social sure. media you post photos of your life right sure and like that is probably one of the later market that is probably one of the later markets that we'll see like people starting to buy 
but it'll get there. Yeah. (laughs) It'll get there. Right. Um, and in that world where like the way people make money is brand partnerships, right? Like your content gets like almost worse and less engaged with because of your brand partnerships, right? Like influencers don't like want to really post, like do inorganic promotions and stuff like that. And like those end up getting the, the worst engagement, like by like half the amount usually. Right. Um, and it's not like what they love and what they do. Like, so it's kind of like in this world of like your content being valued directly, like you got to just make the stuff that you want to make and that gets valued and you get paid. Like, so you don't have like now all of a sudden brands and advertising and things like that, the whole dynamic changes where like you get to just make your best favorite things that do the best, that grow your community the best that, and get the value back for that. And, and it's going to slot those brands and advertise, et cetera, in a different lane to be able to have to figure out. And I think at this point I would put the ad slot, the sponsor ad <laughs> right here. <laughs> <laughs> for, for, I mean, look, I mean, podcast. think about it. I, would, I mean, I've had this conversation with you before. I was like, I was like, Adam, why don't you go full on chain with your podcast? Right. Like, I think like, like in reality, like that one podcast we did generated like three grand. Right. And you do what? 25 uh, podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. It generated, it generated like close to one grand. Yeah. If it, if it was like bull market vibes, then the ETH would be worth three grand. It was one yeah. ETH. And then the ETH was at what? 2,500, three grand at that time. It yeah. was like, it was, no, it was like 13, 1400. No, like a thousand even something like that. It was, no. it wasn't even a full, it was, it wasn't a full ETH. It was like point point seven five or something. No, it I'm was like, like I, being like I, could, I could be mistaken. I got to double check. I, double po- check. I remember it ended up being like 0.99 okay. and it was like, and ETH was still above 2k for sure. Like, okay. ETH only hit a thousand bucks. Like it was pretty quick. When yeah. That low. yeah. Like, it was pretty quick. You know, despite whatever now, it was worth. Yeah. Despite whatever anyways, it's worth, the point it was, is, it was is monumental. I, yeah. It was bit, it was bit, it was real. Yeah. Right. Like let's yeah. say it was yeah. 2,500. Right. So like that times 25 podcasts is probably more than branding. I don't know. I want to get exposure to the, the, the podcast financials on the podcast. But like the point <laughs> is, it's like all, all of a sudden, like the, the leverage of the brand, the reason like where you have to include in your content, like it changes when you can just like have people love what you're doing and buy it directly and appreciate it. And then it's like, and then like, yeah, it just like puts the ball back in your court. Sure. You can still do advertising and stuff. You can still do all those things. And it's the same way that like, when I'm, when you create music entities, you can still put your music on Spotify. Like the point, it's actually more open. It's super copacetic. Like it can use all these things that are already out there. The thing is, it's just like, you're going to, people will realize over time, it's like the web three native tools that are, that are building the life cycle around NFTs are, are just the better options and monetize better and, and, and grow your, like grow your audience and show your content better. Like it's kind of, kind of a crazy stat. Like I bet if you went and did some, analytics you know maybe maybe you could do it on uh bello is like what what is the correspondence between the success on like web 2 distribution platforms of that content in comparison to the web 3 right Mm. you posting your things like yeah i mean the best example obviously is when you look at music nfts and you see like how many streams does tanya on get right not many like it's crazy, right? But the music is amazing and people love it. And it's the most popular, highest selling music in Web3, right? Right. Like, 
I think like, yeah, if you were to compare the numbers, it's something drastic, like almost like a million bucks in FTs versus like 10 grand or something like crazy. that. Yeah, it's something crazy. insane. Right. So like, yeah. it's just like for him, like when that business model starts to work and creators come up in that, what are you going to focus on? You're going to focus on growing your distribution on Spotify. Or you're going to focus on growing your distribution on Spinamp. Right, because that's elevating your NFT. There's a buy button on Spinup. There's no buy button on Spotify that integrates right. directly. Right, so that's like, a great point. so it's like the correspondence is like already kind of low, um, and it's like only lower as it goes like upstream, basically. So, yeah, I think like it'd be interesting to, to see the actual date. I mean, like, uh, you know, I see it every day in like different examples, but sure. like, you know. Twitter, like your Instagram followers versus your Twitter followers, because your Twitter is all crypto versus your, you know, your Web three, which is your, you know, your 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 content distribution on um, Spotify and on YouTube for, for video NFTs in comparison, or or your digital art on Instagram versus your your crypto art sales, like I mean, yeah, yeah, like right, you're like these things, these like people is is definitely focusing less on. Instagram now, right? I, I gotta imagine. So I think like that. This is uh, it's it's kind of it's creating a new like new rails, new pipeline, new things to focus on, and like a lot. I think a lot of the, the big thing here too is like people try to bridge our most popular examples and how they fit in here. Like you might say, like, well, what about a famous musician or a famous like you know, how right, does something like right. that come into it? And it's Always like, a what if, yeah. Yeah, it's not really one-to-one, -one, right? Like, in a lot of ways, this is, a, this is a, a foundation for the next generation of creators, right? It's, yeah. it's really for the new for the new people, the underdogs, people just starting, right? And that's where the counterculture comes. I mean, if you look at, like, music NFTs and crypto art, right? I wasn't, I wasn't necessarily a big traditional art collector or anything. Like, I didn't really know traditional art before I started collecting crypto art. So, like, it's hard for me to compare that. But I've been listening to music forever. I know, I'll, I'll, you know, a lot of musicians for since I was a kid. And I love music, right? And I, you know, I was on Spotify all the time, right? I think, like, when you look at um, the difference of the culture of the sounds, like the art itself and the content itself, it's different. It's a counterculture within its own. Like it's a counterculture already because it's like the underdog. It's the new system. It's like sure. It's the new business model. It's the next generation of artists. It's the independence, right? Um, but the sounds, the content that's coming out is also new, different, cooler. The counterculture, right? Like yeah. it's like, like listen to like Daniel Allen with Rio, gorgeous, right? Listen to like their what Rio just dropped the frameworks and what he what. Daniel did with, with Glasshouse, like listen to Latasha out there, like listen to like Bloody White, like the, the sounds they're making. I mean, it's like, it don't, you, it, there's nothing, you can't Doesn't go exist, and say, yeah. oh, this is that person yeah. over here. Like it's completely sure. new sounds. It's completely new genres. Like the content, because it's like, it's such a new generation and the they're, they're creative freedom. It's because of like the tool, the way it works. They're, they don't have to enter the existing system and be influenced by whatever agency. There's it's the full creative control. It's the full control over your content. It's the ownership. It's the upstream, like the, the that kind of not worrying about the upstream distribution and letting it come to you and have that. It is changing the culture of the content we create and making people be more freely. Some of the, my favorite tweets are things that are like, 
I would never have created and put that made that song out, and it's my favorite song, and I love it. And like, like, I don't think I ever would have got to get to that point to make that song or do that if I didn't, if I wasn't focusing on music NFTs, right? right. And it's just like, right. it's like it's enabling, it's enabling a, an even better culture and environment to create it, which is like making the sounds and the content even better. What's up, guys? Thank you for listening. If you've gotten this far, then you are a champ, and I owe you a free listener pin. Go to adamlevy.io forward slash NFT, fill in your info, and I'll distribute the NFT towards the end of the season. By collecting your pin, you prove your contribution to the season and get exclusive access to content, allow lists, and more. So be sure to collect yours. Also, please make sure to rate and subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening. This helps me out so much. And finally, hit me up on Twitter at LevyChain. I want to hear what you're building, the latest crowdfund you're trying to complete, or if you simply want to chat. I love talking about where crypto meets the creator economy, and it's no different if it's coming from you directly. So thanks again for your support. It means the world, and I'll see you on the next episode.